is the Come Read With Me Podcast. Welcome to Come Read With Me, the Book of Mormon. This is episode number nine. All right, welcome back. Episode number nine of Come Read With Me, the Book of Mormon. Today, we are going to dive into 1 Nephi chapter 11, and let's get right into it. I'm going to give a quick recap, and then Dave's going to do the reading for us today. Quick recap of where we are. We started off the Book of Mormon, of course, with Lehi and his family in Jerusalem. Lehi was warned that as he preached and prophesied to the people of Jerusalem, and he was being hunted, and they were going to slay him. So he and his family were warned to leave. They left. They returned once. They got the plates of brass. They returned twice. They got Ishmael and his family. Now they are out in the wilderness, and Lehi has had a vision, the vision of the tree of life, which we went over a couple of episodes ago. And now today, in chapter 11, we're going to hear Nephi having a very similar vision, in fact, a recap of Lehi's vision that explains it in a little bit more clarity and a little bit more depth, and we're going to get into that right now. Dave, take us away. Sounds great. Jumping in, chapter 11, verse 1. For it came to pass that I had desired to know the things that my father had seen, and believing that the Lord was able to make them known unto me, as I sat pondering in my heart, I was caught away in the Spirit of the Lord. Yea, into an exceedingly high mountain, which I never had before seen, and upon which I never had before set my foot. And the Spirit said unto me, Behold, what desirest thou? And I said, I desire to behold the things which my father saw. And the Spirit said unto me, Believest thou that thy father saw the tree of which he hath spoken? And I said, Yea, thou knowest that I believe all the words of my father." Quick interjection here. I love Nephi wants to see and know and feel what his father saw and knew and felt. Yes. And the spirit asks him, he says, do you believe what your father saw? He's like, yeah, you know I do. So we're just going to continue on. Jumping back in at verse six. And when I had spoken these words, the spirit cried with a loud voice saying, Hosanna to the Lord, the most high God, for he is God over all of the earth. Yea, even above all. And blessed art thou, Nephi, because thou believest in the Son of the Most High God. Wherefore, thou shalt behold the things which thou hast desired. And behold, this thing shall be given unto thee for a sign, that after thou hast beheld the tree which bore the fruit which thy father tasted, thou shalt also behold a man descending out of heaven, and him shall ye witness. And after ye have witnessed him, ye shall bear record that it is the Son of God." All right, I'm going to jump in there. A couple of things I want to cover off on. Uh, as we reflect on what has just happened here, Nephi started out this chapter just describing that he just wanted to know what his father was saying. And he said, as I sat pondering in mine heart, right? There's probably some prayer. There's probably some meditation. There's some effort going into this here. This is not a passive thing for him. This is something that he's actually investing himself in. And I like that. I like that it demonstrates to us when there are things that we want to know, mysteries of God that we want to know, we need to follow this as an example. There's prayer, there's pondering, there's study, there's effort. And I like that here. Another thing that happens here that is fascinating, of course, he's taken away into an exceedingly high mountain. He's having a vision. He's having a, a very you know profound experience with the Spirit talking to him. And the Spirit starts off with, what desirest thou? And I love that because what's happening here is a very personal experience. Uh, this is something where he's getting an answer to his question. 
This is something where he's getting spoken to at his level with what he wants. And that's something that's so profound. When we think about us in our spiritual lives, I think too many of us think that we are sort of subject to the whims of God. You know, whatever it is that sort of happens to us spiritually is just sort of above our heads and beyond our reach and all these other things, when really, I think this is a great example of of God saying, what do you want? What do you want to know? And there are things that if we're willing to put in that effort and we're willing to put in that time, God's willing to answer our prayers at our level, answering our questions. And I love that. Um, What desirest thou? It strikes me very similarly to, you know, seek and ye shall find. Knock Knock, and it shall be opened unto you, right? This This is saying, what door are you knocking on? What question are you looking to find answered, right? And I I love that. I love that that's such a profound thing here. Another thing to point out is that what has just been described here in verse 7, the angel is saying to him, you'll have the vision that your father saw, and then you're going to see the Son of God. So as we get started in this, I want us to sort of see and look at the overlaps of where he's seeing similar to what Lehi saw with the tree of life, and then also where it you know, goes into new ground and, and really fertile territory there. I also just want to add to that. Nephi, it desires to see what his father saw. The spirit grants him that vision and then asks him to do something after you see Christ. Then he says at the end of verse seven, then you need to bear record of it. You need to proclaim that it indeed is the son of God. So yes. it's not just like for your personal satisfaction, but you need to do something with that. You need to bear record that it indeed is the son of God. All right, let's jump back in in verse eight. And it came to pass that the Spirit said unto me, Look, and I looked and beheld a tree, and it was like unto the tree which my father had seen, and the beauty thereof was far beyond, yea, exceeding of all beauty, and the whiteness thereof did exceed the whiteness of the driven snow. And it came to pass, after I had seen the tree, I said unto the Spirit, I behold that thou hast shown unto me the tree which is precious above all. And he said unto me, What desirest thou? And I said unto him, To know the interpretation thereof. For I spake unto him as a man speaketh, for I beheld that he was in the form of a man. Yea, nevertheless, I knew that it was the Spirit of the Lord, and he spake unto me as a man speaketh with with another. And it came to pass that he said unto me, Look! And I looked as if to look upon him, and I saw him not, for he had gone from before my presence." And it came to pass that I looked and beheld the great city of Jerusalem and also other cities. And I beheld the city of Nazareth, and in the city of Nazareth I beheld a virgin, and she was exceedingly fair and white. And it came to pass that I saw the heavens open, and an angel came down and stood before me, and he said unto me, Nephi, what beholdest thou? And I said unto him, A virgin, most beautiful and fair above all other virgins. And he said unto me, Knowest thou the condescension of God? And I said unto him, I know that he loveth his children. Nevertheless, I do not know the meaning of all things. Okay, I just want to jump in real quick there. I love how Nephi sees in vision the tree that his father saw. He sees that the spirit kind of goes and and then comes back, but he sees in vision Mary, the mother of Christ in the city of Nazareth. And what I love is in verse 16, the angel asks him, or the spirit asks him, knowest thou the condescension of God? And Nephi says, well, I know that God loves me, but I don't know all things. And I think that that's a great example of, we don't have to know all things, the complexities of God. 
We just have to know that he loves us. That's a great starting point. And with that knowledge and that faith that God loves us, then we'll see what else he's able to find out and figure out just, just for ourselves as well. We just need to have that understanding that God loves us and is aware of us as an individual, and then we can see what else happens or is revealed to us as one of his children. Yes, absolutely. I love that that he says, there's things I don't know, but I know that God loves me, and that's enough for me to continue to seek for more. Because here he is seeking for more. He's pondering, he's searching, he's praying, he's looking for more answers. And that starts not with a perfect understanding. That starts with a very imperfect understanding, maybe just a a piece of sand that is just sort of bothering you. That's something that you might want to know, right? Like this this is kind of how he's describing. Don't start thinking that you need to know everything. As you're starting here reading the Book of Mormon, embrace the fact that that there's a spiritual journey that's taking place here. And that's where Nephi is too, where Nephi is right now. He's describing a spiritual journey that he's on that is incomplete and he's just beginning, right? And that's that might be where each of us is. And that's, that's beautiful. It's a wonderful thing. Another thing that I just want to point out here is how Nephi described talking to what he called the spirit of the Lord. Now, what I wonder about here is I don't know if that really truly means like the spirit of the Lord as in the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. or if that means that is a, a spirit that is coming from the presence of the Lord, right? I'm not sure exactly what that means, but it is very interesting that he says he speaks to him as a man speaketh to another because he was in the form of a man. And what I like about that is that this is speaking very plainly and and sort of unpacking the mystery of it and sort of Sometimes when we start talking about angels and God and things like that, sometimes the way angels are described, um, you know, particularly in the Old Testament or other places, they're described in very elaborate and unusual ways. And what Nephi is describing here is just a man talking to a man. And one of them happens to be a spirit who came from the presence of God. And this is amazing. This is amazing to me because it, it sort of brings it back to the relatable nature of God and that he is our father and we are his children and that his spirit children are not some mysterious unquantifiable thing they're they're like us they're just not in a physical body at this moment and i love how he describes that here i will add my personal opinion is that in this instance the spirit of the lord is indeed the holy ghost i i've noticed as i've been reading that the spirit of the lord the spirit is capitalized very nice Okay, and, uh, and, and that is one of the missions of the Holy Ghost is to be a messenger for the Lord and to teach truth. So it wouldn't surprise me if this was indeed the Holy Ghost, a member of the Godhead. But who, who knows? Regardless, it's, it's that messenger from heaven that's relaying a, a message here. I love it. Thank you. All right, jumping back in in verse 18. And he said unto me, Behold, the virgin whom thou seest is the mother of the Son of God, after the manner of the flesh. And it came to pass that I beheld that she was carried away in the spirit. And after she had been carried away in the spirit for the space of a time, the angel spake unto me, saying, Look. And I looked and beheld the virgin again, bearing a child in her arms. And the angel said unto me, Behold the Lamb of God, yea, even the Son of the Eternal Father. Knowest thou the meaning of the tree which thy father saw? And I answered him, saying, Yea, It is the love of God, which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men. Wherefore, it is the most desirable above all things. 
I want to jump in here because I love what the angel does here as he is talking to him here. So first of all, I want to say the angel, because first he's talking to the spirit of the Lord. And then as the spirit of the Lord departs, then an angel comes. And there's a distinction between who's talking because right now it's the angel. Okay. So first that. Second, I love what the angel does here. The angel shows him Mary and Mary bearing the son of God, the even the God of what he called the, the, the son of the everlasting father, right? And then he turns that into, knowest thou the meaning of the tree? Seemingly unrelated, but keep going. I love it. And then what Nephi says is, yes, it's, it's the love of God. And what we see here is that the tree and the fruit of the tree and Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ coming to this earth to fulfill his mission on this earth, his life, his death, his atonement, all of that is because of God's love for us. The atonement of Jesus Christ was made because God loves us. And if we can go to Jesus Christ and partake of his atonement, we can taste of that happiness. That is the fruit. That is the fruit of the tree that Lehi saw. And the angel just masterfully just weaves it into just this this metaphor of Jesus Christ and then turns to him and says, do you know? And he does. And I, I just, I love it. It's masterful. And what's great is, you know, he asks or he states that the love of God is the most desirable above all things. Yes. Wonderful, thanks. Beautiful. All right, jumping back in in verse 23. And he spake unto me, saying, Yea, and the most joyous to the soul. And after he had said these words, he said unto me, Look, and I looked, and I beheld the Son of God going forth among the children of men. And I saw many fall down at his feet and worship him. And it came to pass that I beheld that the rod of iron, which my father had seen, was the word of God, which led to the fountain of living waters, or to the tree of life, which waters are a representation of the love of God. And I also beheld that the tree of life was a representation of the love of God. And the angel said unto me again, Look, and behold the condescension of God. And I looked, and beheld the Redeemer of the world, of whom my father had spoken. And I also beheld the prophet who should prepare the way before him. And the Lamb of God went forth and was baptized of him. And after he was baptized, I beheld the heavens open, and the Holy Ghost came down out of heaven and and abide upon him in the form of a dove. And I beheld that he went forth ministering unto the people in power and great glory. And the multitudes were gathered together to hear him. And I beheld that they cast him out from among them. And I beheld twelve others following him. And it came to pass that they were carried away in the spirit from before my face, and I saw them not. And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me again, saying, Look! And I looked, and I saw the heavens open again. And I saw angels descending upon the children of men, and they did minister unto them. And he spake unto me again, saying, Look! And I looked, and I beheld the Lamb of God going forth among the children of men. And I beheld multitudes of people who were sick and who were afflicted with all manner of diseases and with devils and unclean spirits. And the angel spake and showed all these things unto me. And they were healed by the power of the Lamb of God, and the devils and the unclean spirits were cast out. And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me again, saying, Look! And I looked and beheld the Lamb of God, and he was taken by the people, yea, 
the Son of the everlasting God, was judged of the world, and I saw and bear record. And I, Nephi, saw that he was lifted up upon the cross and slain for the sins of the world. And after he was slain, I saw the multitudes of the earth, that they were gathered together to fight against the apostles of the Lamb. For thus were the twelve called by the angel of the Lord. And the multitude of the earth were gathered together, and I beheld that they were in a large and spacious building, like unto the building which my father saw. And the angel of the Lord spake unto me, saying, Behold, the world and the wisdom thereof. Yea, behold, the house of Israel hath gathered together to fight against the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And it came to pass that I saw and bear record, and the great and spacious building was the pride of the world, and it fell, and the fall thereof was exceedingly great. And the angel of the Lord spake unto me, again, saying, Thus shall be the destruction of all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people that shall fight against the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Wow, just powerhouse stuff going on there. I absolutely love it. A couple of things that I want to touch on that that struck out to me. I love how the angel has seemingly a a flair for the dramatic because I love when he says, behold, the condescension of God as they're pointing to Jesus coming down and ministering unto the people. I love that. And I love that it goes through in such detail describing what he is seeing, essentially summarizing in a few short verses, the New Testament and, and really briefly what he described was sort of a recap of the New Testament. And what I want to say that's important about that is what the Book of Mormon is. Just as a reminder, the Book of Mormon is a another testament of Jesus Christ, meaning just as the Old Testament foretells of Jesus Christ, and just as the New Testament speaks and tells of Jesus Christ and his followers, this book does both of those things as a companion and as a reaffirmation of what the Bible is. And I love that. This Book of Mormon is not um, some departure from the Bible. It is a companion and verifies and reasserts what's in the Bible and why it's so important. So I love that there. And adding to that, I, again, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. I think in today's world, I take for granted the knowledge that I have of Jesus Christ or how the, the story of Christ's life as recorded in the scriptures is, is fairly worldwide. Yes. Most, most are familiar with who Jesus Christ is, if not believe in Jesus Christ. I know that Nephi believed in Christ— but this was the first time that he was seeing this. Nephi did not have the New Testament and Old Testament as we have today. Yes. And I just can't help to, to imagine how overwhelming and comforting and new this vision of Christ and his life and who he was and how he would be born and what he would do on this earth and the people that he would heal and how he would be taken of the people and crucified and killed. I mean, that's, that's kind of overwhelming to take that all in. But how great that that was something that Nephi desired and the Spirit granted it to him according to his desire. Absolutely. And all of it interwoven with this, with the sort of recap of the vision of the tree of life and really reasserting the fact that this vision of the tree of life was not just some abstract, nonsensical thing. This vision of the tree of life was pointing to Jesus Christ. And this is really pointing to this whole thing. All of this is pointing to Jesus Christ. And all of it is meaning to help us overcome what he calls the great and spacious building or the wisdom. He says, behold, the wisdom of the world. And I love that. 
Because if you think back to when Lehi saw the great and spacious building, he said that it was floating in the air. There was no foundation. No foundation. It had no foundation. Here's the wisdom of the world. And here's the wisdom of the world with no foundation. And then also the pride of the world is also described as this this building was called described as the pride of the world and the fall thereof was great i love this because it's telling us that how do we overcome this how do we overcome this foundationless baseless wisdom of the world that has no real meaning or value through jesus christ how do we avoid the fall of the world and the fall of the pride of that that encapsulates the world it's through jesus christ and all of this points to Jesus Christ as our Redeemer. You know, another thing as we started in the beginning of this chapter, Nephi desired to see this vision. And the Spirit said, okay, you're going to see the vision that, you know, that your father saw, and you're going to see the Son of God, and you're going to bear record of it. Yes. And that was in verse 7. There's a couple of verses that we just read, verse 32 and 36, where Nephi says, I saw and bear record. So here's yep. Nephi being obedient to what the Spirit asked and commanded him to do. And I don't know if there were strings attached of like, you're going to see this vision and then, but the fact of the matter is Nephi chose to obey that command, that invitation, that charge to bear record of it. Yep. Now in today's world, right? If we have something happen to us that in a spiritual nature, um, I think it's appropriate for us to bear record of that. I, to bear record of Christ. Why not? You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's What else is Twitter for if we're not <laughs> going to bear record of Jesus Christ? All right. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> All right. Well, then I think we're wrapped up here with chapter 11. Dave, any recap or other summaries you want to give on the chapter? Uh, I, like to, I like to see the recurrence of certain words or phrases and wonder and ponder on what that means. Multiple times in this chapter, the spirit of the Lord or the angel tells Nephi, look. Yes. And Nephi, what does he do? He looks and beholds. Same thing. I mean, if we get a little prompting, a little nudge, a little invitation, a little, I wonder if I should, let's look and then we'll behold. You know, if we follow the the promptings of Christ and the spirit and do what he asks us to do, we will be given. I just think that that's kind of cool that the word look here with an exclamation point is used multiple times throughout this chapter. Absolutely. And my takeaway is very similar to that. It starts with ponder and then it ends with look. And I I love this because what this chapter says to me is how do we get revelation in our lives? We ponder and then we look, meaning that we ponder and we study the things of God. We study the scriptures. We pray for what we need to know. We pray for guidance in our lives and for the things that are specifically for us and for the what would benefit us in our lives to know about God and to know what directions God would have us take. We ponder, we study, we look, we pray. And then when it is shown to us, we look. We don't ignore it. We don't just, just go on with our lives. This is something that we need to remember what it is we're praying for. We need to put forth the effort to maybe even write it down, to make sure that when we are shown, that we know that God has just shown us an answer to prayer and then write that down because then that is something that we can then look back on as we wonder these things again in the future to make sure we remember God answers prayers and has answered them for me. And if this weakness of mine or this frailty of mine means that I have to go back and reread what I know God has already said to me, then that becomes scripture for us. That becomes God's word for us. It might not be for everybody, but it is for us. It is for you. 
And I love that. I love what this, this verse teaches us, how to get answer to prayer. Ponder, look. Eric, you, you said the Lord answers prayers. Is that not what he did to, for Nephi? He answered his prayer. And my closing thought would be, I love how Nephi had a question and who did he go to? He went to the Lord. He went to the source of that. He didn't ask around his community. He didn't do a quick Google search of whatever. He went to the source. And I think that takes courage to go to that source, but that is the source of truth. And that's where he got it from. We can do the same. Amen. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Join us again next time as we continue reading the Book of Mormon together. Quick disclaimer here. This podcast is not produced by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Everything expressed in this podcast is the opinion of the people making it, and it is not endorsed by the church or its leaders. Everything in this podcast is intended to promote faith in Jesus Christ by helping you understand the Book of Mormon. Please listen to this podcast with an open heart and pray for guidance from the Lord as you continue reading the Book of Mormon. Thank you for listening.